0: Hey, everybody. Josh Wiggler here. And before we get to today's Big Little Lies podcast, we want to take a quick second and talk to you about True Car. Now, True Car has been a proud supporter of Post Show Recaps for years. So we want to partner with them to hear all about your True Car experience. And you may even get an Amazon gift card to kick off your summer as a result. So we want to hear all about your True Car shopping experience. Send us an email to podcast onecom and tell us all about your shopping experience with True Car. The first two 200 people to email will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. So you got to send your email in soon. We can't wait to hear from you. Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episode 4, She Knows, is over. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. Josh Workler here, joined by Emily Fox. Emily, does yes. this episode slap or what?
1: Woo! I felt that across the face. It
0: smacks. Oh, my gosh. Every single week, I'm finding something new to love about Meryl Streep's face on Big Little Lies. <laughs> yeah. This week, it was Nicole Kidman's hand on it.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to ask you what your, uh, was your the hand takeaway was.
0: It was the hand. That okay. was incredible. And that was even before like Mary Louise had done the worst stuff. Uh, you know, she I mean she's been doing horrible stuff all along the way, but by the end of the episode, she really makes her move. Uh shout out to, to dedicated big little lies listener Leo Rule Forever who had called this in advance. Uh we will we will hide uh, the the exact details of what she's done until after a little bit of preamble, just in case you've wandered in here not having seen episode four. I don't know why you're listening. I don't know why you're listening, but also like obviously we're pretty late, uh as yeah. we had we had told you you've had it, your time. We had told you in the in the in the lead up to this that we would be late with the episode 4 recap as we have uh we have we've proven that to be true we have come home from our from our little getaway great trip on the road Emily Fox we're back in the studio
1: yes we are
0: back in the studio and we're talking about Big Little Lies season 2 episode 4 she knows which was uh, an eventful hour uh not quite hour i suppose of of the episode of uh, of big little lies what did you think of this one emily
1: i really liked this episode i feel like we're ty- like we're finally kind of like zeroing in on like what's going on where we're gonna go next um it feels like things are tightening up and uh plot lines. the
0: noose just- is tightening
1: yeah, I mean, look at the way that the detective was just sort of, like, showing up everywhere. She's everywhere. I know. She's everywhere. and did she like, stop smoking?
0: I, well, I don't know. I mean, she You think
1: she's, like, on a nicotine patch now? I have no idea. I'm not sure. I did not have, she doesn't I didn't have even the lighter. That was, I
0: didn't know that... Oh, she doesn't have the lighter. Well, the lighter will, like, come back because, like, she'll light the dynamite, the proverbial dynamite by the end of the season.
1: You know who started smoking? Who's that? Madeline.
0: Oh, I didn't... Oh, that's right. Madeline did start smoking, yeah. huh? Yeah. Nervous habit,
1: mm, maybe. Now, a
0: lot of people very nervous. Lies coming undone, uh, mm. unraveling. Indeed, so much happening here on this episode of Big Little Lies. There's the slap. Uh, there's a disco party. <laughs>
1: Can we just talk about that? We will talk
0: about it for sure. Uh, We'll talk about the disco party in great detail. A great friend of yours and mine, Emily Fox, Mike Bloom, uh, (laughs) who is uh, launching the Stranger Things podcast with me here Mm -hmm. on Post Show Recaps this week, which is going to be very, very fun. And I highly recommend you listen uh, because Mike and I have uh, been working very hard on that one. And the nonsense, it is flowing. Uh, It's going to smack you in the face uh, harder than Celeste smacked Mary Louise. So please keep an ear out for that. But Mike... Mike Bloom had tweeted uh, in response to this episode uh, asking us if we thought that Big Little Lies was getting a little too cartoony in season two. He said he didn't, didn't know if it was a hot take, but has Big Little Lies gotten too cartoony in season two? There have certainly been dramatic moments, but it feels like the show has steered into some pretty ridiculous scenes. And does a scene get more ridiculous? than Amabella's disco birthday party that I'm sure she greatly appreciated. Which is not even her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like not... Is it that it was like it was a Tuesday and her birthday was a Saturday or it's like a Tuesday in June and her birthday is... Or I guess October it's a Tuesday and her birthday is like in a totally different month.
1: No, no, no. First of all, this is a Saturday and Renata makes that very clear because they were able to meet at bankruptcy court on a Saturday so she doesn't have to sit with all the other penniless people.
0: Got it. Um, So (laughs) they pull
1: strings to get the hearing that Saturday before Amabella's party but it's clearly not her birthday and I think this is just like a pump-up party. Like, let's have fun and totally distract from the fact that we have no money anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be wealthy again someday. Oh, uh, boy. yeah, a lot. under
1: Gordon's uh, tutelage.
0: Yeah, well, she's gonna stand by Gordon through thick and thin, so... Uh, is
1: she? I mean, is Gordon gonna stick around? Ride or die. He's getting, least, like, pulled through the ringer. At
0: least that's what Renata says, so we'll see if that's exactly how this goes or if that's just uh, if that's just talk. Uh, but this podcast is talk as well. we love Love talking to you guys. We're going to sort through your feedback. Later in the episode, if you do not know how to get your feedback to us, we tell you every week, but we'll tell you again here post slash feedback is our feedback form. You can also tweet at us. The post show Re- recaps Twitter account is at post show recaps. Emily's on Twitter at Emily. I'm on Twitter as well at round Howard. We are fielding your feedback. We'll get to that at the end of this podcast. But first, Emily, let's get in to the episode. And so much is happening that I'm not entirely sure what's the best way to break it down. This week, typically, we've been doing it character by character i think
1: we can still do that well we
0: still can but i I feel like everything is so interlocked right now um you know the the mary louise storyline is so interlocked with what's going on with celeste and jane at this point everybody is really like the lies are are tangling it's becoming a a difficult knot to untie but i think the biggest deal is that mary louise is making her move uh she's making her move to take the children uh, she is uh, like making legal strides towards taking custody over Josh and Max and can't say we didn't see this coming. Uh, yeah. This is something we've talked about on the podcast. Again, shout out to Leo Rule Forever. Great call on this front. Uh, were you... Were you- what was your reaction? I mean, I guess we, it's kind of tipped off earlier in the episode when she's uh, when she's hanging out with the Vampire King of Louisiana. <laughs> Dennis O'Hare. shout out to Dennis O'Hare. The reason why Emily and I live in Brooklyn. It's a long I don't story. Know if that's the it's indirect. Reason. indirect, indirect. but that's a longer story. So, anyway,
1: um, yeah. yeah, well, clearly we knew she was uh, sort of plotting, right? We've watched her kind of weaving her way in and out of different relationships, um, kind of getting closer to Celeste and then being really suspicious of Celeste's behavior. And to be fair, Celeste has given her good material to be suspicious about this particular episode. Um, And then, you know, her sort of like moves and trying to be friendly with Jane and getting closer to Ziggy. So obviously she's she's out for, you know, blood for her family. She wants the boys. Um, But we're also learning more about her interpersonal relationships with her previous husband in this episode as well as, you know, the death of her other son, Raymond, right? So she goes into detail about how, you know, the husband left her after the tragedy. She was blamed for the tragedy. We still don't know exactly what the tragedy was other than it was Perry's brother dying, right? Right. And that her husband went on to live a a normal life and, and, you know, have another family and, you know, you can move on from grief, the whole thing, yada, yada. So that but also, she says like,
0: sometimes you have to move on separately. Right. And that's like before she even filed, like right. you know, gives the papers over to Celeste this, and makes this Facebook official. I
1: mean, I think all of us are intuitive to understand uh, intuitive enough to understand and have some red, red red flags raising throughout these episodes. Right? There's clearly some tension building with her between Celeste and the boy. You know,
0: I didn't sense it personally. Really? I, got, I just completely missed it, Emily.
1: <laughs> anyway. Between the small teeth, large glasses, and the slap, um, it came to our attention that, you know, she's making legal moves now. She's also been talking to the, you know, detective, as we know, in other episodes. But to actually pull the trigger on this and then serve Celeste these papers after her ambient-fueled bartender night. um, Yeah.
0: Celeste, get it. I know. I get was it, like, really Celeste. proud of
1: her because I was like, yeah, but you're I mean, right. Go I out mean, there. Do it. But then, you know, you show up the next day. Rough and like,
0: morning eh, after. That's
1: so a great. show kicked him out. Um. Troubling. troubling,
0: troubling, troubling. I mean, not troubling at all that Celeste is moving on, and she's you know trying to you know healthily move on and 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 see other people and all of that. And Joe, the bartender, you know, thumbs his up. Name? Yeah, he says I'm Joe. Oh, at one point. <laughs> uh, Joe from Monterey. Uh, the bartender that she that she picks up after the night that she's there with Jane yeah. and Jane goes and Celeste stays and she go and the guy goes so what's it going to be he's like ah whatever I'll do one more he goes good choice and indeed it was until it was not uh, because we come to find out that Celeste had taken uh, an ambience, so when we come back in the morning she's clearly very groggy and Mary Louise comes back with the kids and Joe is there wandering around shirtless and that's traumatic that's traumatic for the not kids great. not great. It's not great for anybody involved. Um, and, and you know, there's, there's a moment there where I'm thinking like, oh, God, well, this really doesn't help Celeste's case when Mary Louise is making her inevitable move here. Uh, and like, I mean, maybe you really need to lay off the ambient because stuff like this... Keeps happening, uh, and but this just, happens to a
1: lot of people who are on Ambien. Like, d- wasn't there a story where a lady would wake up and bake a cake every time? Uh, is that right? Yeah, that that's like a maybe that's an urban legend. My but... mom
0: had a crazy Ambien yeah, thing happen a few years ago yeah. where uh, I got like a, a call. This is what like almost ten years ago now. Yeah, I yeah. That, that I got a call in the the middle of the day. It was from my from my dad, and it was like, I think it was from my brother first. He'd he'd contacted my brother first, who contacted me, and we went out together that something was wrong with mom and that she like wasn't. It Mom, if you're listening to this, it was a really scary story. yeah, it was uh, that that she that she like couldn't remember things. And she was happy like she was kind of like on this loop. Uh, and we we went back out there. and like we no one knew what was going on. And we were all so freaked out that like something had happened to her. Uh, and I think you were the one, Emily, who was like, Hey, was, it, was is this like something that could happen if you're on an Ambien?
1: Yeah. And then the, the hospital was like, oh, that could totally be it. And then they gave her an Ambien for her night right. sleep there. <laughs> Mom, no! And I was no. like, cool. Oh, All man. right. So I'll just be that person that keeps showing up being like, hi, can I do your job for you? <laughs> all's, well, all's well that
0: ends well. Mom's doing great. Yeah, uh, stay but, away from the Ambien but it was very, you really need a guest. It was very <laughs> scary. I mean, like, you just have to be really careful with that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, uh, To peek ahead into, <laughs> into uh, the a little bit of the the feedback Bag. Uh, there had been some questions about, uh, about the possibility that maybe what's happening with Celeste isn't even necessarily of her own doing. This is Fire and Ice Cream who wrote oh. in and said, Do you think that Mary Louise switched out Celeste's drugs to something else? Or even did the bartender add something to the drink? Or is this part of the PTSD? Slash, how is she a hot mess? Uh, cause we definitely, who would, who would blame her after all that she's gone through? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess we just met Joe, so who knows? I don't uh, know if
1: he's somebody to be worried about, unless Mary Mary Louise like showed up and handed him. Some yeah, I mean that's like, too Here, drug her and take her out for a. Good you know, night.
0: I think Bloom's I assertion that. that Big Little Lies <laughs> got a little cartoony in season two would be uh, would be verified if it was something like that. If Mary Louise has like an elaborate network of co-conspirators, <laughs> I don't think that that's really where we're going to go. Probably, uh, not. but we have seen Mary Louise like rifling around through Celeste's stuff and looking at her her medicine and everything like that. Um could there be something as nefarious as that?
1: I mean I think she's I don't know. manipulative it's and yeah. she has it in her based on how we've seen Perry react and, and handle situations. Well so, we don't even
0: need to like compare it to Perry because we could just look at Mary Louise alone and she's awful. You know right, she's yeah. done awful things. She's said awful things but after how she much gets smacked by yeah, Celeste.
1: How much of that sculpted Perry's perspe- perception of sure, relationships
0: exactly right? totally possible that you know a lot of this is learned behavior on on Perry's part um and that and that uh, Mary Louise is really just like she was just an awful person to be raised by uh so it's it's not impo- i mean we we've seen in that family like we've seen really terrifying things happen um and I feel like if we're just trying to like puzzle out could there be something where Mary Louise is manipulating the situation to get what she wants could she be doing something to Celeste? Like the way that she talks to Celeste in the scene uh, at the start of the episode that forces, uh, (laughs) literally forces Celeste's hand, uh, that causes her to smack her, uh, you know, there's. she's like riling her up. The words that she's choosing, like, yeah. I still don't... I'm not as certain as all of you that Perry would rape this girl. Maybe she was, you know, maybe he was looking for something. Is there something you weren't giving him? How many other girls are there like this? And she smacks uh, Mary Louise and is immediately remorseful. And Mary Louise says, no, it's okay. Would we call that foreplay? Yeah, so like, yeah. She's just so intense from the jump. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't put it past her to be drugging Celeste.
1: Yeah, I actually think that that's a pretty fair. I don't know conspiracy. that I put it,
0: my money on it, but I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being where we go.
1: Mm hmm. Especially since we see her looking through everything in an earlier episode.
0: What do you think? Is she gonna is she gonna win? Is she gonna get the kids? Is she gonna get Josh and Max?
1: I don't know. The therapist doesn't seem to be particularly uh excited about anything. She of thinks this.
0: that Celeste needs to settle. Yeah. If maybe the show though is like actively trying to position us against the therapist though. Uh maybe, uh maybe maybe it's not gonna work because we do even have like Madeline being like, That therapist sucks. <laughs> uh so like <laughs> Maybe we're supposed to to like we need actually another th-
1: therapist from Monterey.
0: Maybe we're supposed to think that she's just not so good.
1: Yeah, maybe that's
0: it. Possible. Um, I feel like long term, uh, Josh and Max going to Mary Louise—that'd be too harsh of an ending for this show.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, something happening to Celeste because of the lie, and like going to jail, and some of these people going to jail or something like that, and then the kids having to go into custody of somebody. I could see something like that. I guess I would expect maybe go. You know, Josh and Max going to Jane.
1: Okay, hey, so sooner, yeah, I mean that could happen. I don't and know. I love Jane's uh, c- confrontation with Mary Louise at the end of the episode, where she's like, "Are you coming for my kid next?"
0: Right, right. And Mary Louise's like, "Fair no, for her to be freaked out, right?" No, no way. Mm. We're not doing that. You're such a good mom.
1: Yeah, don't worry about You're it fine. until you do one thing wrong. Yeah. going to come for you.
0: I wonder what Mary Louise's end game with Jane is, unless she thinks that, like, because in her mind if she's refusing to view Perry as a rapist... And instead is viewing Perry as somebody who had these sexual proclivities and needed to get away from Celeste. If she's, like, viewing Celeste as the monster, then is she viewing Jane as some sort of, like, great alternative? And does she want, like, Jane to be, like, her new daughter or something like that? Oh, that's is she Is she going to, like, authentically try and, uh, you know, start, like, a in her, her like, perverse worldview, uh, some sort of strong relationship with Jane?
1: I mean, it doesn't hurt that she just moved right next door to her, basically. She moved moved into her building.
0: a messed up thing. I mean, again, mom. Since we're just talking about uh, (laughs) you, we we love you to death. But like, I think Emily, you would probably be like, "Whoa, mom!" No, I actually
1: wouldn't be upset about it if we talked about it first. Yeah, but to do it like spontaneously. So I just decided to sign this lease. Then we'd be like, "Okay, yeah." No discussion whatsoever would be intense. That would never be the case. It'd be intense. Worry about it. So
0: it was. It was. It was wild. It was a. That was a. That whole scene was intense. Where. she shows up at the pumpkin carving uh, yeah. and she, uh, you know, she, she brought a bunt cake. Yes. Yes. What kind
1: of bunt cake do you think that was? Oh,
0: Probably bad bunt cake. Dry. <laughs> Dry bunt cake. Not moist. Butt cake. Ew. Not good. Bad cake. <laughs> Didn't like the cake. I don't trust Mary Louise. Just take that, and then I don't trust Mary Louise's taste in food. If she is talking about the best pizza in the world, uh, about that, you know, uh like yeah. microwave. I was waiting
1: for you gooey to be gooey, gooey, really upset ass about that pizza. pizza. Yeah,
0: thumbs down. Hard pass on that pizza
1: well it's west coast so you need to be kind
0: there's good pizza on the west coast i'm not going to get out here and say there isn't good pizza on the west coast there's good pizza in that neck of the woods we've had it we yeah, were we there
1: were. yeah we went for your birthday for my birthday ago.
0: a few years ago we went on a on a road trip on down the pacific coast highway
1: i said happy birthday to this big sir when we stopped at that's big what she sir. called me yeah, she yeah. called me
0: her big sir
1: <laughs> had really good sourdough
0: yes um, uh, and there's good, there's decent pizza out there. There's good, there's great pizza out there. Where did we that have tough pizza? pizza? Carmel. Uh, it was somewhere in Carmel, yeah, but I don't yeah. remember the name of the All place. Right. Uh, but it was good pizza. It was fine pizza. And this pizza looked very bad and very pale. Uh, it looked and, like a
1: little kid's pizza, though, which st- makes sense. And you stretch of the cheese. That's I know. She, she was, was really good at that scene, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, she's Meryl Streep. She's great in every scene. Yeah. Character's horrible. Mer- Meryl Streep is the best. Yeah. Uh, we, we were asked by... Give her by, the Emmy. Uh, We were asked by somebody who... who I, d- I didn't jot down their information, but we were asked by somebody who's the who are the Emmy frontrunners. And it's still yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Everyone's great. And, you know, justice, and for, justice for Laura Dern, but it's still, it's still Meryl Streep all mm. the way, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Pretty sure. Um,
1: Speaking of Laura Dern, you want to get into that?
0: Yeah. So talk me through what's going on with Laura Dern. I mean, she's going to throw the huge disco rager for for <laughs> Amabella. She
1: secured the Tramps as the headliner. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. So
0: that's authentically the Burn Baby Burn Band.
1: Yeah, Disco Inferno. Disco So in the Burnham. Tramps wrote Disco Inferno in the 70s. And- I love
0: how stupid I am calling them. That's the Burn Baby Burn Band. <laughs>
1: That's the children's version. <laughs> I feel like Burn
0: Baby Burn uh, is a is a good name. The Burn Baby Burn Band is a good cover band.
1: Oh, God. Bird anyway, Baby Bird. Burn. It's a, it's no, a, I don't like that. It's a
0: cartoon of birds feeding each other to Disco Inferno.
1: Okay, stop. i um, pitching things. Uh, maybe stop.
0: <laughs> I'll stop.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so clearly she has spared no expense for this. But, you know, hours earlier goes to bankruptcy court with Gordon. And their lawyer is very, you know, sort of straight-laced in this and saying, don't mention that you're throwing your daughter a party. Like, go in here. We've already pulled strings to get you in on a Saturday versus a normal weekday. And, you know, the bankruptcy judge is basically more or less like, you you answer to me now. So let's go through all of your assets. Let's figure out what you have, what we're going to take from you, everything. And he even decides what their house is going to be sold for, which is crazy, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just like taking stuff left and right yeah. in this. In this, Gordon scene. has to give up
1: his Rolex.
0: Renata gives up her wedding ring, I which think, is yeah, they're really able to upsetting. negotiate
1: getting that back before they take a cab home because they had to give over their Tesla. Like, oh just like does she have the ring after that yeah yeah she gets it back
0: okay she gets it back
1: yeah that's what they say in the cab where he's like i'm glad you were able to get your ring back god okay like, i missed today that day is not about this yeah today is about <laughs> first
0: day. yeah what does she say uh there will come a day you will pay for this Gordon. i love but how today is to not them. that day I, I today just, like, is
1: amabella's day I filled with laughter le- and magic yeah. and pure unmitigated joy i adore how they've written her in season two she's great
0: i adore this tremendous tremendous and they're giving her great depth too as they're yeah. kind of exploring what it means for her to to lose this dream that she's built for herself, she's so proud of the fact that I'm a self made woman. Yeah, uh, you know she 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 created her wealth uh, and has and,
1: nothing to inherit. Don't you dare ever ask her.
0: And Gordon has you know has pissed it all away.
1: Yeah, and I actually one of the scenes I really really love in this episode is when she's welcoming people into the disco party. And it's just a lot of small talk. And she's chatting with Bonnie. She meets Bonnie's mom. She sees Jane. She meets Corey. And it's just these little like, you know, ramblings that you have when you're a host of a party where you're like, oh, my God, go get some champagne and yeah. hook him up with this. Oh, my God. Did you see Corey? Like, get on that, Jane. And Jane's like, come on, like, relax. And then she's like, she, said, she says, been... be cool. And yeah. I
0: was like, I've never been cool. Yeah. Like, I've I have literally love... never been cool. But for you, I will try to be. Yeah. Cool.
1: And I had. I just I get such a kick out of that because it just feels very real. And she's just trying to put on this brave face and have like a great party, which is not about Amabella at all. I think Amabella is like the scapegoat for this party. And in reality, she just needs a lot of fun, champagne, disco, bright lights, colorful costumes to get through like this massive, massive hemorrhage that she's going through with Gordon.
0: Yeah. And I you mean, know. she talks about it at the start of the episode when she's, she's sitting down with Madeline. And I think, is it Celeste that's there that she's talking to as well during the pumpkin carving yeah. party, or maybe it's Jane. Uh, it could be Bonnie. I mean, they're all, they're all there. there. The Monterey mm-hmm. five is all there. And Renata's talking about how like you stay with your husband. They betray us and we stay, they lie and cheat on us and we stay. And they're like, you said that part out loud. And
1: she's like, she's like oh. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I and then did. she's like, tell me to please stop talking.
0: Yes. Tell me to stop talking all the time. Yeah. Uh, which is so funny. Yeah. Uh, but like, she's clearly having that crisis of, of, uh, conscience with, with the marriage. And, and Gordon comes up to her and says, like, uh, can you just tell me if you're going to leave me or not? Uh, and she says, it's, it's not about you. It's about me. I, I thought about my, my life. I thought about my dreams. I thought about what I wanted for my child. Uh, and I picked the person who would screw this all up. So that's on me, right? Uh and I mean I don't know if that's like just her like trying to needle Gordon or if that's like authentically how she feels. I think it's both. I think it's probably both, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Which I is mean, so sad. That it sucks. It is. It yeah. is. Do you think he got rid of do you think the bankruptcy court seized his trains?
0: I'm sure the trains are gone. <laughs> No, we'll see the trains again. We have not seen the last of the trains.
1: Yeah. Uh, But it's also amazing that, like, she probably went under the radar and paid for all of this before the court could, like, seize any of that, too. That's probably what this really is. Yeah. Is, like, getting that in on your credit card statement before they can do anything about it.
0: That judge was a jerk.
1: I mean, when you look at them from the outset, though, like, they're people that... Lived very lavishly and spent a lot of money. And if this guy is convicted of this crime, I know we're
0: just you know we're we're on Renata's side, right? Yeah, because we Laura are. Laura Dern plays the character so well, so like you just got to root for Renata, right. you gotta root against anybody who's going to cause her harm. And this it's guy's like, causing her harm, and she and she's like, well, uh, she's like you know being grilled on this medical procedure that she had that she, they didn't well, you know it's pay like through insurance,
1: Botox and fillers.
0: Uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, so we'd had questions about uh, what we thought that that may be. What is the medical charges that Renata is she's trying to get Jay rid of Clark. the lines in
1: her forehead from years of worrying over men like the judge i
0: i love this i mean because i think that there's like the if, if you're trying to like think about like the plot angle is there something in the storyline uh that's yet to be revealed like some dark secret from renata's past like did she have another child or something like that uh, and i think that there's like a, a few theories about that and i i i i think that your take Sounds like the right take to me. Yeah. Right? No, it
1: was like, what, four grand? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Said the person who's never had plastic surgery.
0: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, but I mean, I think that when she she says uh, what what was it for, she's like, it's from dealing with men like you all my life. No,
1: she points to her forehead and goes up and down. That yeah. means I'm getting I got rid of my lines.
0: Right, right. So uh, I thought that that was a great scene. Yeah, that speaks to what we were talking about uh, the week before about. I think the Big Little Lies is better when it doesn't just like spell it out. You know, yeah, and just like kind of like lets you see the information on the board uh, totally. and draw your own conclusions. And you know, that's a that's a pretty out there. Uh, when Once you connect that stuff together. Uh, but for for dummies like me, uh, I didn't get it on the first pass. Uh, so but yeah, I'm glad we got it now. <laughs> What did you think of the disco party? Let's get to the disco party. Disco party is ridiculous, right?
1: I'm trying to figure out what the tramps would go for for like a one-off performance. Yes. Um, and we
0: talked about how you used to work in this world. Yeah, right? I you, did. you used to book talent for corporate events.
1: Corporate events and private events. This is not quite events. a corporate no, event, but this would work, right? Too. No, yeah. I had people call that were like, I have 10 grand for my kid's bar mitzvah. Can I get someone famous? And I'd be like, Uh, not in their lifetime, no. Probably find someone washed up who doesn't do anything anymore. Wow, you're calling the tramps washed up? No, no. I'm just saying that that's the kind of phone calls I would get sometimes. Right. Um, but, you know, they are definitely of the spare no expense type, even if they just literally lost everything. All their money. So I have to imagine that they probably paid the tramps, like... 20 grand plus catering and transportation to go there that's, that's a, my guess That's a
0: big expense for yeah. for a birthday party for someone whose birthday it yeah isn't even and they were the
1: headliner yet. you remember they say they were the headliners that means there were other there was no the opening act well there was um, another guy that was like up on stage dancing for a hot minute right. he was probably like two grand or something because he's like a dj that played before who
0: knows everyone's in costume everyone looks ridiculous we got. Yeah. We have literally Ziggy um, Stardust.
1: Everyone really went all out on this. I can't imagine that any group of like normal functioning adults and little children would all be agreeable and like into this much. You know, sort of costume play. I don't know, especially this last minute. Too. Yeah, I don't know if
0: the disco party thing is something that really uh, is this. Is this a, a West Coast thing? Is this a Monterey deal? Is this something <laughs> that happens? Often, Tim, all in. We want to hear from you. Shut up, Tim. Give us the <laughs> give us the scoop. Uh, have you there's been to any gi- disco? There's a disco parties?
1: resurgence going on on the West Coast. Yeah, that I, we just
0: don't know about. I guess so, but everyone looks ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, mean,
1: everyone looks great. They everyone did a great looks job. great,
0: but everybody looks ridiculous, and it's the it's you know, I guess it's like the obligatory party scene. Yeah. We, we saw this in the big uh, like coming up on the season of Big Little Lies, uh, you know, montage at the start of the season after the first episode. I guess just because of the the first season. And I was sort of uh, groomed to expect... That maybe this would be the climax of the season, much like how last season uh, culminated in the karaoke extravaganza, right, uh, the, right. the the Elvis extravaganza, yeah. and uh, I, I thought that maybe this would be the same thing. So at the very least, I'm I'm glad it's out of the way. I'm <laughs> glad that it's at the midpoint of the season. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh, it, w- it was it was kind of crazy, and like important things are happening. Yes, in this sure. storyline, it becomes like a little hard to like focus on some of that stuff when when Ed has, like, the gigantic fro and looks like Bob Ross... You know, I'm just expecting him to paint some happy clouds instead uh, he's just a sad clown. I don't think he's capable clown. of that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't
1: think he's got a happy bone in his body. Yeah. And then Nathan shows up and like provokes a fight which I think is just I stupid and it's filler I can't. and it's just I can't. Abstract.
0: The Nathan and Ed stuff, I hate it. I hate it. I don't find it funny. I think it's dumb. Yeah, if they
1: don't cut it out soon. I'm gonna bu- I'm about to push Nathan down the set of stairs. Oh my god, god you're going to kill the guy? I mean, his character is just so useless. Don't expect
0: me to lie for you on that. I'm not know. going to jail for you killing a fictional character.
1: If I said he slept, I think everyone would believe me.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this. This makes me nervous. Uh, but Nathan and Ed fighting uh, like at a children's it just party It feels unnecessary.
1: And like Nathan,
0: like didn't like Ed didn't even do anything to provoke Nathan that hard to make him pull down his wig. Yeah, uh, to pull down Ed's wig. Uh, it just like it feels like they're both gonna laugh at any moment. The actors, yeah, like, it they feels like they're gonna break character at, material, at any moment. And they're like, "What is this?" I just don't love it. I, I think don't it's, love it I either. think it's dumb. I, I think, think it's, it's a distraction. I think it's bad. Uh, my, my fear is that it's going to be important. Oh, God. You know, like that something important will come from this and it's going to be hard to take really seriously because it's just been portrayed so laughably so far. <laughs> and, you know, I think that they're, they're both fine on their own. Uh, Ed more than, than Nathan for me, uh, cause I love Adam Scott. Uh but like I just I I don't love them together. And what was weird too afterwards is that Ed is dancing with Bonnie yeah, in the middle I was of the party. Bring that this up has next. happened afterwards. Like has like it was such a public scene. Did Bonnie not like hear about it? Uh you know, like how did how did that all come together? Like, wouldn't they know that there's a little charge for us to be dancing together when like both of our spouses are not thrilled oh, what with if, our marriages what right if now? Bonnie
1: and Ed get together and that's how she ends and up. And they the drive
0: uh, Madeline and Nathan back together. Yeah,
1: and then she like Totally, just jumps in the ocean. Total spouse swap. <laughs> the spouse swap. Spouse, it's a real key party. No hen party. Oh God, no! A hen party is a bachelorette. Oh yeah, that's don't it. Get it yeah. Don't Got get it. it confused. Got it. Um. Anyway, we di- digress. Yeah, totally. Yes. Um. But yeah, I thought that that interaction was dumb. But I did like the other Ed interactions with Madeline. I think like we're getting to a point where it's like, what's going on with these guys? And she, I love. The scene where she's like, if you're going to leave me, can you just go? Because like, I don't know what we're doing here.
0: Yeah. So for the most part, Madeline's story in this episode is really about how her marriage is falling apart with Ed. uh, But like they're still like they're they haven't divorced yet. They're still living together. They're still sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, which um, I find
1: surprising. They're still
0: having moments where they're where they're sitting outside on a couch talking to each other. I don't know
1: if he's really doing much talking. Yeah, but they're both hanging out. She's trying to get them to go to Big Sur for like a couples counseling weekend away. He doesn't he's seem to want to do that.
0: Uh, he doesn't seem really interested. Oh, my God. When Chloe, her, when Chloe comes out... Says, I've got, I've got this project that I'm working on. It's like this art piece. Can you tell me? Can you like, do you have you figured out what, what this is? It's a picture of the door and then the picture of Madeline. And she's like, I can't tell. And she's like, well, the door is hinged. Okay. <laughs>
1: Like whoa. like whoa and then she leaves and
0: even ed is like oh man that's bad oh
1: man that's bad and i was like
0: that's that's the book of madeline right now yeah. that i'm unhinged and yeah. ed's like yeah that's much. it that's it
1: pretty much yeah so everyone's really feeling it that was
0: cartoony but funny you i, know? Even I love thought that, that was great that
1: the detective was like so i heard you spoke at otter bay the other day and she's like mm, yeah so There's a lot going on with Madeline and I feel bad. And she she takes it very personally at the party when Celeste and Bonnie basically say, like, we shouldn't have lied.
0: Right. It was your
1: lie. Right. We took it over and we shouldn't have done it. It had quite the shelf life and we just need to like not do this anymore.
0: That's the that's the other really big deal going on in uh, in Madeline's storyline this week is that there is everything with Ed. But there's also that she now feels like everyone thinks that she's the reason why they're lying. I mean,
1: which to a certain extent, from what we understand You know, she did plant that story.
0: Well, so Celeste says, uh, I wasn't in my right mind and I shouldn't have followed along with it. Bonnie had just killed a person, so clearly she's not in her right mind. Either Jane has just come face to face with her rapist uh, for the first time since the uh, the incident, uh, and Renata's just kind of there. <laughs> Renata has just found out the truth about who's been abusing Amabella, uh, and for Madeline, she's like freaking out because she thinks that Ed is going to find out about her cheating on him. Uh, and you know, the the leading theory had been like kind of like she invents this lie. Uh, so that she can, like, have a new project, like something else to manage. But I still maintain Madeline was also pretty drunk at that event, at the karaoke event. Right. I think that the show doesn't seem that interested in that. So they're probably not going to, like, ever pull that up, that, like, Madeline wasn't fully in her right mind either. She's, she thinks that her marriage is about to explode and she's drunk. Uh, so I feel like everybody had a reason to be completely rattled and off their game. Yeah. Uh, and to to rally themselves around the lie. Uh, but I don't think that that's going to matter much in a court of law. Well, it's been a year. It's not
1: like everyone came to their senses the next day and they were like, listen, you know, we had a united front on what we said. But in reality, this is what's happened.
0: And the regrets are like metastasizing over the course yeah. of a year.
1: Yeah. Not great.
0: Not great. Um
1: and so Bonnie's mom sees yeah. them having this interaction. Yes. Let's talk about Bonnie's mom. Yeah,
0: let's talk about Bonnie's mom is another big deal that happens in this episode. It happens at the disco party where first of all, Bonnie's mom, Elizabeth, right?
1: Is that her name? I believe I that's right. So all bon- I know is her name's Crystal Fox, and that's all I really so care Crystal about. So Crystal
0: Fox, Crystal Fox, Emily's fave. Yes. Uh, so Crystal Fox, she's meeting people at the party. Uh, she doesn't like the energy. She saw the conversation between Bonnie and Celeste and Madeline. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the, the energy in this house, around she these tries people, She tries to hold on to you. Bonnie's
1: ears and sort of like zone in on like her energy and like read her. And we see like these waves kind of crashing in and out, right? This is
0: the thing where, again, to, to evoke Mike Blue, like maybe Big Little Lies is starting to get a little cartoony for me. Is is there magic in the universe of Big Little Lies? Is that what we're being led to believe? Her that mom's when just she, on another level. Well, that on when another she tu- when she touches Bonnie's face and when she touches Renata's hand, that she's able to sense what has happened, the darkness, and it has caused her such a shock that it that it uh, that it puts her uh, in in this state that it well, gives, she has a stroke. That it gives her the stroke um and
1: then the dad walks in and is like Did you say something like what dick move
0: it's a dick move <laughs> but like i don't know are we supposed to really be buying that that is what's charging uh that that's what's charging bonnie's mother is that she has like a vision of what's happened because we're like we're seeing like the vision of of bonnie underwater um i just i don't know that i buy that suddenly in the universe of big little lies that hasn't like veered at all uh up until this season into anything in like the otherworldly you know visions and you know visual flourishes and flashes and all of that stuff but that's all internal uh it's not like actual like a gleaning of information is bonnie's mom actually gleaning information from these uh physical interactions uh i hope not i hope maybe it's just like it's like you know confirmation bias type stuff i have a theory yeah, let's hear. do you want to hear my theory of course, absolutely. for it's like here. what I
1: think's gonna happen? Yes, a hundred percent. I feel like Bonnie is gonna take the the hit and be like, I did it and confess and then off herself.
0: And off herself. And
1: then everybody else is like free and can go on.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's what's gonna happen and that's what her mom sees.
0: I don't I don't oh, that's why she's seeing her like drown underwater. Yeah. So Bonnie's
1: going to be like, I can't take it anymore. I'm just going to conf- confess, and then she does. This.
0: Well, Bonnie, it's so sad. I, wo- I love Zoe Kravitz. She just
1: got married. Congrats,
0: congrats, Zoe Kravitz. I love Zoe Kravitz, and I love her as Bonnie. And I I am enjoying the from a you know just a, an entertainment perspective from from the watching of the show. Like I'm enjoying the way that she is playing Bonnie as in some moments. She seems like she's, she's got it. She's good. She's got it together. And then in other moments, like she sees the detective and she just like goes yeah, off.
1: Yeah. And that was not great. Go <laughs> off,
0: Bonnie. Except maybe not now.
1: Yeah. Like not a good call. Uh, she's like, what the?
0: <laughs> what the actual? Yeah. And Jade's like, yo, 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 chill, 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 No, no, yeah, yeah. no, cool, no, cool, no. Don't,
1: cool. don't do that. Don't do, do. that. Yeah. 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 Stop, stop, stop. Uh,
0: but she's like, yeah, that, that's not a thing. She's not here for us. Yeah. relax
1: So that doesn't look great
0: doesn't look great now the, the, the doctor says the detective like oh i'm so sorry she's got a her, her mother's a patient here she's like yeah i know who she is yeah i know who she is Ugh. so you think that she's gonna die
1: yeah i think she's
0: gonna all right die. so mark that in the official predictions locked and loaded for emily fox yes uh the daughter of crystal fox is not gonna make it is your <laughs> is your prediction for yes. uh for this seems season? crystal clear
1: to me i like the idea of Feather bonnie bone.
0: bonnie feeling like maybe like taking the hit um and and kind of like owning it for everybody but i think then um taking her own life i don't know i mean i obviously like i don't personally have a connection to like in in my in my body like that level of grief so i I don't know uh you know what would go on for for that to happen i just i have a harder time seeing it um but we'll see what are your
1: predictions
0: i don't know um i th- i I think the one that I, that I kind of like right now is that I like the idea that Mary louise I don't like like the idea from like a you know a standpoint of like this is a great thing to do, but I like <laughs> it from the perspective of it'd be, it'd be interesting drama if Mary Louise is going around and like trying to like you know literally like you know poison jane's mind with lies and maybe poison celeste's mind with drugs oh. uh you know i think it could be it could be compelling because we're gonna have to something you know fairly big will have to happen in order to take mary louise down what if she takes something Vicky like that and work. starts
1: calling him raymond
0: it would also make sense right emily why she's not going to go to the cops yeah. Why she hasn't gone to the cops about any of this stuff, because she just like it. Like, that's not what matters if she's going to be, you know, doing these underhanded things in order to get what it is that she wants.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Let's talk about Jane. Yeah, anymore. let's talk
0: about Jane. Jane and Corey. That seems like it's going pretty well emotionally. Yes. Um, but Jane is, you know, they're dancing and then she's having flashes of Perry again. Uh, and she's actually able to open up to Corey about Which what's I think happened.
1: is a, is a good scene also and he, seems he takes to her be, hand yeah. he seems like
0: he's there for her yes I'd hate if the show did any kind of like switch up where you know he doesn't it doesn't work out between yeah. them I know that I had said that he was pretty creepy before he seems like he's in the tank you know he seems like he's in he, the fish tank, he's in the fish tank for, for Jane he seems like he's ride or die uh, I I hope so I think she deserves happiness if any of these Me people too. you know they've been, they've all been through the ringer uh, but I feel like I, I would really like to see things work out for Jane especially uh, so I, I like her and Corey together
1: I do too. And I think it's a sweet moment that he's able to be there and supportive of her. And also, you know, just the fact that he goes to the party and all the other women are like, oh, there he is. Right. It's cute.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where that's going to go. I, I, She's, you know, she's wondering, she's, she meets up with Celeste and she's like, am I ever going to be able to like be physically intimate again? Or am I always going to be, you know, nervous about this? Celeste says it'll happen for you uh, moments before it happens for Celeste. <laughs> so, you know, Baby, she's like,
1: she's like, it'll happen. Trust I, me, Jane. I'm really go-
0: like tonight. I'm really feeling it. So I think like one night you'll really <laughs> feel like, it She's like, can too. you
1: just go check on Bonnie <laughs> so I can talk to Joe by myself?
0: Yeah. Just to go back to Celeste, one of the things that uh, I thought was was done really well was like after that whole reveal, and then she goes and she showers, and you're having like the flashes of her with with Joe, the bartender, and you flash to to Perry, like who's yeah. like around the corner, and he like sneaks away. Like she's still even feeling guilty about that.
1: Of course, like she feels I think like she's cheating on natural, him.
0: like probably like feeling like uh, like that sort of type of shame. She's of, still like,
1: wearing her wedding rings, like even when the boys come home, like when she's like ambient out, she's whole. She has wedding rings on her fingers yeah so like there's a lot of conflict here
0: yeah there's a lot going on lots going there's on, a big lot going on. Uh, <laughs> then just in terms of the husband updates I think we've talked about it uh, yeah. Ed and Nathan fighting dumb dumb pass, uh, pass. in terms of the kids uh, Chloe's hilarious this week and Ziggy as David Bowie Ziggy Stardust at the 70s disco party is great
1: and Max and Josh had to eat terrible pizza you're very <sighs> upset about it
0: yeah I'm, I'm. I'll get over it I'll get over it but it just didn't look great yeah they looked like I mean, it looked like a celeste pizza, you know, it looked like a like a microwavable thing
1: a celeste pizza, yeah,
0: have you never had a celeste? no, no, oh, look into it. What are
1: you talking about it, well,
0: we're probably too old for it at this point, but maybe not i mean i would, if we brought some frozen pizzas home, I would eat them.
1: you mean like a pizza that celeste made?
0: No, it's a type of pizza, it's a frozen pizza, celeste pizza
1: is it like an actual brand?
0: Look it up. What if I was Zachary Ty bryan you on the (laughs) You are totally
1: Zachary Ty Bryan. One time I
0: convinced Emily that Zachary Ty Bryan from Home Improvement uh, was given the job of the voice of Rafiki in (laughs) The Lion King, uh, uh, thanks to his buddy Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who played Simba in The Lion King. And we absolutely believed it. (laughs) That she thought that Zachary Ty Bryan... Uh, supplied the voice of the wise monkey Rafiki.
1: Yeah, you were like, well, he hooked him up. I mean, yeah. they've been working together for years at yeah. home improvement. Yeah. So after so I like, got away with sense. that one,
0: like, I'm always skirting the line. I'm trying to see what I can do. Uh, so, oh, uh,
1: Celeste Pizza is a real I'm, thing. I'm
0: telling you, it wasn't Zachary Ty Bryaning <laughs> you. It's real. It happened. <laughs> okay, it exists. Uh, all right, let's get into let's get into some feedback. We've already talked about a bunch of this, uh, but we'll we'll keep pushing through. Uh, shout out again to Leo Rule Forever, who writes in: What are the odds that Mary Louise is hiding the fact that Perry? Killed his sibling as a child. I think that that's another theory that's been on the board. Um, I, I, whether that's what happened with Mary Louise's child, or maybe she did something with the accident they keep talking about. Uh, so, you know, the curtain will be pulled back on that, and it's going to contextualize a whole lot of things for us. What's your What's your final prediction on that, or I do mean, you not have one yet?
1: I mean, for me. I have to believe that it's, like, some sort of familial thing and, like, maybe, like, uh, Mary Louise wasn't paying attention to them and they were fighting and roughhousing like the twins do. And maybe Perry did it. I don't know. It's very hard to tell. But, like, it makes sense that she would be blamed for it from her husband's perspective if, like, you know, Perry did it and she wasn't paying close enough attention. Right? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jess East writes in, do you think that Mary Louise is going to be able to turn Jane against Celeste or at least make her wary of Celeste? Uh, It does seem like uh, Mary Louise is trying to to pull a little finger here and do the the chaos is a ladder routine uh, and get into Jane's ear about how you're a good mom. Celeste is a bad mom. I would never take Ziggy away from you. Um, I mean, you see the wheels in motion
1: with Jane sort of thinking it through when she's like, would you have him? And be in the car with her right you know she's just quiet in that moment and like to be perfectly fair when you're a mom and you have a little kid you don't want anything bad to happen to them so if it means that you're hearing something unsavory about a friend like it, it might not be something where you make a quick snap judgment but you start to think about it a little bit like okay she okay. got into a car accident like a couple weeks ago that was sort of weird um you know, she was in an abusive relationship with this man. She certainly is coming down from like all these different mixed emotions and feelings like she could be self-medicating right now. That's perfectly reasonable given like the amount of trauma she's been through. Right. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Right. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't think that it's going to succeed ultimately uh, may cause like some initial frictions Um, is not impossible. But I think that I think that Jane has been repulsed enough by Celeste to not feel like, not by Celeste, sorry, by Mary Louise uh, to not let Mary Louise. And she's, she's so much smarter than that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I don't think that that's really going to happen.
1: Yeah. I hope not.
0: I think that she and Celeste have shared trauma uh, and they have a lot to bond over. And I think it's going to take somebody a lot smoother than Mary Louise uh, who thinks that she's very smooth, but is very transparent uh, in her in her manipulative abilities.
1: Well, she's certainly not made any friends from the other women, so like there's that too. Where if everyone else sort of noticed Mary Louise like zooming in on Jane, they'd be like, "Hey, like she's terrible." Worth
0: noting the looks between Mary Louise and Bonnie, right? right.
1: Yeah, yeah, we didn't really talk this? about that. Yeah, how
0: about this, Emily? Go All for right, it. so you think that that Bonnie will will take the rap and also end her own life? Mm. is the prediction you've made sure uh what if the the loop is closed and oh i and, see what you're saying. and bonnie having pushed perry down the stairs and killing perry what if mary louise at some point in a fit of rage kills bonnie yeah and that's what the, that that's what takes down mary louise that's why we're seeing these visions of bonnie underwater uh, it unravels the, the whole deal. It unravels the whole deal. It pins it on Mary Louise.
1: And then that sets up season three so perfectly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we'll get a season three of I Big kinda Little I kind of don't lies. want
1: one, but, like, I also, like, if it's compelling like that and you have Meryl Streep who's, like, being taken down in this character... I mean that
0: is. I can't imagine how much more they're gonna have to say. Yeah. Uh, past this point, I kind of think that Big Little Lies is a two season deal is yeah. probably fine. Yes, please. Um, but if you know, if, if they're gonna find a way to get, th- I think that the thing that I've found is that I don't care enough about Big Little Lies that like, yeah, like that I'm gonna be mad if they go ahead and do no. a third season. I love these actors. I, agree. And I love the performances. Yes. I love the visual flourishes. I love the music choices. We got. I don't know who did that landslide cover. I know. Wasn't I want to look good? that you up. That? It was that the Start of the episode, Good you're job. hearing a little landslide. You we proud of to me? a lot of
1: Fleetwood Mac. Listen to a lot
0: of landslide, yeah. and I was I was happy to hear that. I will have to look into who who uh, who who performed that cover. Uh, but it's like the, it's that. It's like the the Big Little Lies feeling that I that I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than more than anything else. So if they can get the band back together for some reason. I trust that'll be at least watchable, and we'll talk about it. It'll be super fun to talk about and watch. Um. Okay. So that's my prediction, though. I'm going to say Mary Louise is going to kill Bonnie. Okay. I like that. but Well, I don't like I mean, it because I, I love like Bonnie, it, but, yeah. uh, but I think that it's possible. Uh, Michael J. Clark had retweeted something uh, to us uh, from the comedian Paul F. Tompkins. I, I was thought, hoping
1: you would talk about this. Uh, I thought it was
0: funny. that I think it's just worth bringing up. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins had, had tweeted, big fan of the Big Little Lies podcast, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Huge uh, he, <laughs> sure. Big Little Lies guy. Uh, wrote, <laughs> uh, wrote on Twitter, I keep thinking about this. I think it's fine to have the wealthy people in your drama throw a 70s-themed birthday party for their small child, but you have a response. Ability to show the small children not caring or being into the theme, uh, it's totally true. I thought that that was funny. I don't agree with it. Again, Why? I'm not a parent, so you know. Uh, but I, uh, but I have you, been. You
1: can't, you can't for a second see all of those little kids be like, "Where the hell is Paw Patrol?" There's huge, there's huge <laughs> music
0: going on. They're wearing costumes. There's tons of food. right, but disco there's is so dancing. far out of there,
1: like. Her view their parents like though are
0: like being like yeah let's do it let's dance and everybody else is getting into it i feel like a disco party is hard to disagree with as a child i mean maybe i'm wrong
1: i'm not the right person to seek this information from because i listened to the abba gold um album when i was probably like as 11. a wee lass, yes yeah i was really into abba and i also watched saturday night fever when i was much too young to. so there are a lot of really adult themes that are very troubling um I loved disco as a kid and my grandfather loved it too. But I have to say that if someone was making a fake birthday party for me and they were like, this is exactly the theme, it's going to be a lot of champagne and we're all going to dress up, I'd probably be like, this is weird and I don't understand what's going on and like, cool, party. But if I had like a headlining group that I'd never seen before and I didn't really know much about the music or the culture because it's, oh, I don't know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. I, I mean,
0: I think the energy is going to sweep you up.
1: I don't think your parents ever had a theme party, did they?
0: Um, oh, well, my bar mitzvah.
1: Well, yeah, but that was about my you. My bar mitzvah.
0: It was movie themed. It was movie right, themed.
1: Right, but you got to pick the theme.
0: We had the guest. Book. Amabella
1: didn't sit down and was like, I was Austin let's do Powers. It was great. Yeah, it was I know. great. It
0: was so weird. It was a super good time. So
1: good. um Because I loved Austin Powers so much. But like if your parents had a theme party where it was like, I don't know, like the 1920s and you were like eight. Yeah. Would you be really into the music and being like dancing and all over the place with your friends? No, you'd probably be like, yo, let's go watch Terminator. Sure. You know what I mean? Or like, we got to do this. But I wasn't
0: watching Terminator yet, I don't think, at that age. Maybe. I was getting close, honestly.
1: I'm just saying. a lot. There's something to be said. Like your parents you don't think what your parents are doing even at that age are necess is necessary. I guess it cool. just
0: didn't bother me. Like the thing that bothered me more was that there was there were so many intense conversations happening in that moment. I was I was having a hard time taking it seriously with everybody looking so ridiculous, especially Adam yeah, Scott. That's
1: true. That's true.
0: That was the hardest part for me. <laughs> One more piece of feedback. This is from Brett Thalamao, uh, who says, Am I a bad person since I'm most rooting for Ed and Madeline to get back together by the end of the season? No. You're not a bad person. You're a great person.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm rooting for that, too. Yeah, totally. I would love to see them stay together.
0: Yeah, why would we be mad at Ed and Madeline being able to figure this out? People make mistakes. She says, this was me. This wasn't us. That doesn't, you know, heal the hurt right away because it was a big violation of their marriage. There's a big secret lots of people were told before Ed was told that shouldn't have been told before Ed was told and some of them maybe not at all um you know it's uh, it's a very complicated thing but you'd like to hope it's not an insurmountable thing you'd like to hope that they'd be able to like build themselves back up stronger um so no i don't think that you're i don't think you're a monster for that
1: no i don't plenty think so of at other
0: all. monsters in the big little lies universe if you're saying am i a bad person since i'm most rooting for mary louise to successfully <laughs> run away with the children then, then, yeah, like, you're a bad, yeah, probably a bad person. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or at Am least, I like, a bad person to not want Ed and Ethan to have more scenes together? Like, yeah.
0: No, there's people out there that. who like that stuff, and it's just Why? not me. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I don't feel it, it just, at all.
1: It doesn't feel like there's any, like, I don't know. Like, there's not enough material there.
0: There's chemistry work. there for, like, an SNL sketch, but, you know, just get it off my big little eyes. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it at all. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's the feedback. How do you feel? How do I feel? About just everything, the show, the, How feedback? Are you the feedback. The feedback, I feel great about. I feel good today. A little yeah, tired. Me too. You know, getting back into the rhythm here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, spent uh, spent a lot of time in the in the last twenty four hours in the upside down talking Stranger Things, Emily, with Mike Bloom. We've got a great. Series of podcasts. I, know, uh, I
1: can I can tell that he was sitting well, here before I rearing was. to
0: go. Yeah, Mike Bloom was in your chair not long before you were in the chair that you were sitting in. Mike Bloom and I have been recording. Uh, I guess
1: that's okay.
0: Uh, the, a lot of oh Mike's the best. Mike, we 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 had a, a hilarious time talking about Stranger Things. I'm sure you guys did. and I think that you guys are really going to enjoy that podcast once it starts coming out. So postshowrecaps dot slash Stranger Things. If that's not already up, it's going to be up very very soon. Uh, and uh, we'll have a uh, we'll. We're very, like, we're very forward and upfront about the, the specifics and particulars with the scheduling on the Stranger Things podcast at the start of these episodes to the point that it's going to start getting obnoxious, I'm sure. Uh, so you won't miss an episode. It'll be very easy to listen to everything. Um, and speaking of scheduling, anyway, I think we're going to be back on track here. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, we've had two weeks in a row where we've had to be late to the podcast just because of our own travel schedule. We're going to be back in action for episode five. I've, coming up and wait, do you know what the name of episode five is no. of uh Big I Little Eye season two? I don't know. Kill me. Oh god. Uh, kill right. me. <laughs> That's from Aliens. Okay. It's uh the part where uh the woman who's been uh who's been glued to the ceiling with all the other colonists uh by the aliens, by the xenomorphs, uh she the, the xenomorph bursts from her chest, and before it does, she says, Kill me.
1: I like... Remember that part? Yeah, I do. No, I don't. I remember um, a really iconic phrase said by the great Brent Spiner in Independence Day. (laughs) Oh, release me!
0: Yeah, it's not quite the same, but...
1: We had that... screen grab on our wedding website yeah because our wedding website that's had how a, over I was planning our wedding yeah
0: it was like a nice montage of like a picture of like you and me and then like a couple of other ridiculous pictures including Brent Spiner getting pushed up against the glass <laughs> in Independence Day and it was
1: like a really janky website too because it was 2013 yeah happy almost 6th anniversary oh birthday. indeed we're very close yeah very we close. are
0: yeah well, um, it's gonna be a great uh, the 6th the anniversary of our wedding podcast that's gonna be a great <laughs> podcast here on post show what what,
1: ep- what episode Lines coming, up with that Coming
0: up Ooh uh, If you can filibuster For a little while yeah, I can, I can yeah. do the, the Mental do the, gymnastics On that do Well the Big work Little Lies Is going to be over Unfortunately Oh
1: crap Big
0: Little Lies Is going to be over uh, July Should we do a date night July 21st Okay uh, so that's right before It'll, it'll be done uh, So July 27th uh, What day
1: is the 27th uh, It's a Saturday Oh yeah, we got party
0: plans already on. Uh, yeah, on, that's true. Uh, we have a we got, we got, we got go a too. pool party. We're going to say hi to uh uh it sounds like a joke. We're going to say hi to Wanda Shirk, not the real one. We are. Uh but, <laughs> but the fake one. Uh so we've got a lot of things that are going on on our anniversary. Yeah. But I don't think that we're going to have our uh, our big li- we're going to we're gonna have a big little eyes. dinner. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we're going to have a big little eyes wrap up show. Uh we're 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 planning on that. We're aiming for something at the end of the month. So we could talk about how our how our anniversary went. Okay. If anyone's interested, I'm sure they're not
1: yeah that's probably maybe
0: they are. maybe they're not yeah.
1: um all right, I mean, I don't really
0: have anything else for you about big Little lies this week unless you have stuff for me.
1: no, I think I'm good eventful I think, yeah, very eventful, like I said, tightening in on some plots and the
0: the i'm I'm loving these tight episodes. It's like a forty er again yeah. loving that big fan keep yeah. them, keep them tight, <laughs> nice and tight. think it's good.
1: just pull it in
0: pull it in, keep it lean,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: stretch the cheese. The and, and by that, oh. I mean the opposite. Ugh. Thin the cheese. Too much cheese.
1: Yeah. Crisp
0: the cheese. More Crisp than it, you, than you yeah. did, than yeah, then than you did. All right, maybe uh, a better
1: sauce to cheese ratio. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just the ratios are all off. The, 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 crust, the crust looked uh, bad. Get out of here with your pale pizza. The, yeah. uh, just, I, I, it was the whole thing. Um, all right, we'll be back soon. Talking <laughs> episode five. Kill me of Big Little Lies. Uh, subscribe if you have not already to our main Pocho recaps feed, uh, ratings, reviews. We love all of that. Please send that in. We were, were we're very grateful for everybody who's been listening to this podcast, and and thank you so much for your patience with us with the scheduling we'll be back on track very very soon yes thank you Emily Fox that's it
1: happy 4th everyone Uh, happy
0: 4th absolutely speaking of Independence Day you can celebrate the 4th of July by digging back into the archives uh, the Independence Day podcast that Emily Fox and I recorded (laughs) once upon a time remember we did that that was years ago that
1: was years ago years
0: ago so dig into the post show recaps archives if you like Emily Fox and I talking about nonsense we talk about big uh, we talk about I was gonna say big little Independence Day (laughs) Uh, big little Pullman uh, <laughs> we get into the Brent Spiner of it all I'm sure I don't oh, think we wow. tell the, the Brent Spiner wedding story but there's a lot of uh, we have a
1: Brent Spiner, Spiner wed-
0: uh, Brent Spiner should invest in salad spinners <laughs> Brent Spiner salad spinners anyway we're way off track now yeah, that's are. it
1: wrap it up bye bye